Today on CityCast Denver. It's been so long, I honestly can't remember what the airport looked like without all the construction. Denver International Airport, Colorado itself, this is the gateway into our state. It matters a lot what this airport looks like. And now, Mayor Michael Hancock's pick to clean up the mess is embroiled in scandal. It matters to have a stable person in this role. And right now we just have a lot of questions, I think, that need to be answered. Today is Thursday, July 1st, 2021. I'm Paul Caroli, and this is CityCast Denver. Let's see what's happening out there today. We've got another day like the last few, with likely rain in the afternoon and highs in the low 80s. Starting today, Denverites are going to have to pay 10 cents per plastic bag at most stores. But not all stores. And just in case it wasn't clear from my conversation about the politics of plastic with CPR reporter Miguel Otarola last week, this isn't about anyone making money selling plastic bags. It's about using less plastic. So I'm not even going to talk about all the exceptions or any of the details around the new rule. Instead, I'm just going to recommend getting a good reusable bag that you can take anywhere. Like a new CityCast Denver tote, which you can get now thanks to our new referral program. If you can get 15 friends to subscribe to the CityCast Denver newsletter, you get a tote bag. And if you can only get one, you still get our personalized guide to summer in the city. Pretty cool, right? You get to do the bare minimum to help fend off climate catastrophe and support your favorite podcast at the same time. I'm going to put all the links you need to get that going in the show notes to this episode. Good luck. There's a good old-fashioned scandal brewing at Denver International Airport. And no, it doesn't have anything to do with any secret society that may or may not meet in an underground bunker that may or may not exist. But it does reveal a lot about the way powerful people in this city operate. Actually, I should probably turn off Slack really fast. Okay. Okay, it is closed down. Elena Alvarez is one of the journalists behind Axios Denver, where she's been covering the fallout around Mayor Michael Hancock's new nominee to lead Denver International Airport. The current CEO, Kim Day, is stepping down next month after 13 years. She's led the airport through ups, like the explosive growth of our business community, and downs, like the Great Hall Project, a massive and some say unnecessary effort to redesign the main terminal, which has been delayed for years and is more than $100 million over budget. Hancock's pick to clean up the mess is a familiar face, Phil Washington, the former head of RTD. So he's no stranger to a costly boondoggle. But is he the right person for the job? And are the allegations chasing him from Los Angeles enough to scupper his nomination? I caught up with Elena yesterday morning, right before Washington was set to go into a hearing with the city council's aviation committee. Elena Alvarez, welcome to CityCast Denver. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. Elena, let's talk about Phil Washington. I know you've been covering the nomination in uh, Axios Denver's morning newsletter. Who is Phil? I think we got to start there. Yeah, Phil, um, I mean, he hails from LA Metro. He's been at the helm for about six years over there. Before that, he also led RTD for a number of years um, and was at the helm of a bunch of growth that happened at RTD. So he has, you know, a bunch of transit experience, uh, leadership experience, not necessarily aviation related, but certainly transit related. So he, he does bring a lot of experience to the table. 
So Phil Washington would be taking over from Kim Day as CEO of DIA. But for listeners out there who maybe don't understand the airport as like an organization that can change, not just like a, a static entity out there where you catch the flight to your visit your family. What power does a CEO of DIA have to change things? They have a lot of power. Um, there are billions of dollars underneath their you know, jurisdiction. Phil Washington is going to be, if confirmed, stepping into a, a kind of interesting situation in which a lot of senior leadership, there are a lot of vacant seats right now. And so I think on top of the Great Hall project, which is, of course, um, on you know top of mind of everybody, is mind when you talk about the airport, um, he's going to have to deliver on um, a lot of projects that mean basically boil down to tourism and, and how how often people will frequent, I guess, Denver International Airport, Colorado itself. This is the gateway into our state. It matters a lot what this airport looks like. And as we all know, the airport has been under construction for a long time and we're all ready to see, you know, the next step. So that that's going to happen under Phil Washington if confirmed. Um, and I think because of how much money the airport generates, this position matters a lot. Right, right. And so that's why it's so interesting that Phil Washington's nomination has been embroiled in something of a scandal. There's a lawsuit, there's some allegations. What exactly is happening? Yeah, and that's fair. It's confusing. And, and you know, we're learning every, we're learning new details, you know, almost daily, at least on my end. So right now, what we know is that Phil Washington is mentioned by name in search warrants that were served by the LA County deputies. He also was named um, in a grand jury complaint alleging bribery, fraud, a pay-to-play scheme at LA Metro. And so um, on top of that, we also know that at least three lawsuits against the agency under his watch are still pending in um, L.A. court system. So, you know, there's a lot of questions right now. There's a lot of litigation that's pending. Um, and so I think some council members are really questioning, you know, whether true or not, whether this kind of, you know, scandal, if you will, if these if these allegations will get in the way of his very big role leading such a money-making, you know, generator, such a powerhouse in Colorado that matters a lot and needs to run well. Um, and something that's important to note is that the mayor's office hasn't been quite for forthcoming with this information. Um, you know, it took reporters, including myself, to bring this to light, the fact that he is in fact named in search warrants when the mayor's office has been saying he's not at all and he's, you know, not under criminal investigation when we actually don't know that for a fact and there is an open investigation right now. Now, whether he's named in it is a different, you know, matter. The bottom line is like things have not been fully settled yet. What's your sense of the Hancock administration's response? Do you think that this has caught them flat-footed? Do you think they knew this was coming? You know, I wish I could tell you more on that. I wish that I was having, you know, deep conversations with the mayor's office. Unfortunately, they're not being extremely transparent with me. What I know now, based on the Denver Post reporting, is that, no, there was not a national search that happened. There was not, you know, a national firm that was hired to find Phil Washington. Mayor Hancock was convinced that uh, Phil Washington was the best hire and he did not need to hire a national, you know, search firm to, to mm -hmm. find someone else. Um, but this is not information that I'm hearing directly from the mayor's office, despite numerous inquiries and, and requests and asks uh, to them. 
And um, I, I'm not sure how that's kind of um, affecting council members and that flow of information between, you know, the executive branch and the legislative branch. I mean, it seems pretty clear then that what happened was Mayor Hancock remembered his old friend, Phil Washington, from back when he was running RTD, had a good experience working with him and thought he might be right for this other transportation related institution here in Denver. So what what can you say about that? Like, what is the appeal of Phil Washington as a, as a leader, as a manager? Like, why would Hancock be thinking this is the guy to run DIA? Well, you know, you have a bunch of, um, Hancock has experience with uh, Phil Washington leading RTD, and he relies on that, I think, to um, kind of point to how he has been a strong leader in the past. I think he also looks to the fact that the Biden administration hired Phil to lead their transition team, their transition, like transportation team, um, which required a vetting process, uh, you know, a background check that he cleared in the Hancock administration so far is really relying on um, when asked, you know, about the vetting process. They keep pointing to the Biden administration Mm. as to why Phil is so qualified and well, like the most vetted person they've ever had um, in this role. You know, but talking directly to the whistleblower and to a couple of other people who are, you know, from L.A. who are skeptical of Phil Washington, they tell me, you know, the bottom line is he was not hired to uh, be a part of the Biden administration. He was hired to basically fill a team and get out. And of course, there was some talk about uh, Mayor Hancock himself being drafted to join the Biden administration around the transition time. So these are people that all clearly know each other, clearly trust each other and are relying on those relationships. And I think that says something. So you mentioned earlier that uh, this afternoon, actually, and for listeners, this will be yesterday, the city council is going to be questioning Phil Washington about his credentials, his track record. And eventually, at some point in the next few weeks, they'll be voting yes or no on the nomination. And they only get to do that because of an initiative Denver voters passed. Was it last year? Was it two years ago? Yes, this past November. So last year. So we're going to get to see this initiative get tried out for the first time. What are you expecting to see in the hearing this afternoon? I'm really excited to listen in. Um, But I think, you know, council members are really interested to get some questions directly from Phil Washington related to the reporting that's come out. Because right now, I think mostly they are they are getting information from the mayor's office, who, as we all know, is staunchly backing Phil Washington a thousand percent. And so this is their opportunity for the first time, really, to flex this new muscle if they want to, because voters have given them this extra, you know, checks and balances over the mayor's office, over key appointees to to lead big departments, uh, big agencies. So I think council members are going to be asking everything from like logistics around these search warrants, investigations, to just in general, like we talked about earlier, like how distracting might these issues be, whether valid or not, when, you know, we have real business to be done at Denver International Airport. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Elena Alvarez of Axios Denver, thanks so much for joining us on CityCast. Thanks for having me. After logging off that Zoom call with Elena, our producer, Alexander McMahon, heroically logged into another Zoom call. This time to watch as members of the city council put some of these tough questions to Phil Washington. Alexandra, what happened? So a handful of city council members who are on this business, arts, workforce, and aviation services committee questioned Washington for a little over an hour yesterday afternoon. But before they started, 
Washington had some time to talk generally about his vision for the airport and his background. Uh, that vision includes uh, safety and security being the number one priorities. Uh, I want to become the greenest airport in the world. We're planning 39 additional gates. I think we should be planning for 50 more. Uh, my vision is that we also, what I call operationalize equity, a more diverse workforce, training young people, especially young people of color in the aviation industry. And like Elena predicted, the committee was indeed eager to ask Washington about the L.A. lawsuits and scandal. So let's talk a little bit about the elephant in the room. Um, in your previous work experience, you had, um, you know, some accusations. Wondering if that will, if you feel like that will in any way, shape or form inhibit your ability to do your job as the executive director of aviation, if you're confirmed. I don't believe it will. It hasn't uh, up to this point. The, the incidents in Los Angeles, uh, as all of you know, I believe stem uh, from an employee uh, who was mistreating employees uh, under their charge. And we took care of that. Uh, the one thing that I insist on is that people be treated fairly. Uh, and so I am unapologetic uh, about taking care of young people uh, and taking care to make sure that they are treated fairly. And so it stems from that. I do not think it will stand in the way of what I will do here at DEN. Uh, and so, uh, you know, when these things come up, I think you know, they, I know that they're all baseless and I think they will, will be adjudicated in due course. But here's the thing. That was really the only question about said elephant. They moved on to other things like his management style, his plans for growth, what he thinks about the Great Hall project, yada yada. The only other time the scandal came up was at the end when councilperson Kevin Flynn had this to say. I think, uh, at least speaking for myself, uh, to the extent I've looked into them, I'm satisfied as Councilwoman Kenich is that they are not a barrier and, uh, and I, have not, uh, I don't have a concern about them. Uh, as a recovering journalist of, of 35 years, I know there's an old saying that where there's smoke, there's fire, but I learned over those 35 years that sometimes it's just somebody throwing smoke bombs. Oh, another interesting thing to mention is that Mayor Hancock was in attendance, and he was fired up about why he picked Washington. So so many people have asked, why not do a national search? And I gave a great deal of contemplation on whether or not to do a national search for this position. We were looking at possibly a fifty dollars to $100,000 for the national search. No concept of how much time it would take uh, to uh, identify good candidates to be brought forward to Denver. And the prospect of having an interim during a critical period of history at Dan and with all the work that we had to do just simply did not appeal to me. And the fact that we had the person uh, in front of us who, uh, quite frankly, would check all the boxes uh, that I was looking for. So what was I looking for? Uh, I was looking for someone with major executive experience. Bill Washington checked that box. I was looking for someone who had managed large, complex organizations. Check that box. I was looking for someone who had managed a large budget um, coming from L.A. Metro. But like we talked about earlier, it's not up to the mayor. It's the city council's decision who gets to be the next CEO of DIA. And the full council is expected to vote on July 12th. So we've still got time for more questions if you're worried about this. That's all for us today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell a friend about us? Rate the show wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our morning newsletter. 
at denver.citycast.fm. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Until then, I hope you have a really good day. Can I do another crack on the whole plastic thing? Is that okay?